okay, it is truly official now. I'm not stopping the fucking thing again. <laughs> whatever, whatever we get on here, we get on here. Um, so yeah, this is official. So, um, this podcast, I'm lovingly called the visit. And as we talked about before, um, when we were kids, we would get in the car. Mom and dad would tell us, hey, we're going to go see um, Aunt Edie and Uncle Ed or, or, you know, name any of dozens of family members that we might go visit on a Wednesday night, on a school night. And as kids, we might ask, you know, well, what are we doing? Well, we're going to go visit. Right. And I think in 2020, um, I, I don't remember alone the last time was that, that me and Ian or me and Sydney or me, Sydney and Ian got in the car and we went to a family member's house and we just sat down and we caught up and we visited. It's just not something that lost it's just, heart. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's something that we do anymore. And I think that there's, I think that kind of sucks that we don't do it. Um, if there is an introduction to be needed, um, my name's Bobby Bridges. Um, this isn't for my ego. I have a terrible voice. Um, five foot five, 150 pounds. (laughs) I can barely fight my way out of a paper bag. So this is definitely not for my ego. Um, across from me is my brother, Bill, um, uh, Bill Gray. Um, he and I don't have the same last name. We'll probably maybe get to that eventually. Um, but he's my brother no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, and so, yeah, that's the idea behind the podcast is is to have a, an excuse to sit down and get to know somebody and to have a good, deep conversation because um, I've got... And I f- get to be your first. I felt very lucky. Yeah, you're helping break, <laughs> helping break the cherry, I'm breaking right? your radio cherry. Uh, that's wrong in quite a few ways. Yes. Um, so, uh, I have quite a few friends, um, as do you, I'm sure. And I have uh, a few, a lot of friends that, that I have a rudimentary knowledge of, and I have, um, sort of a passing knowledge of, I don't really know how they click. I don't know what makes them who they are. Um, Hopefully this podcast will give me an excuse to sort of alter that a little bit. I would I would like to know people better, frankly. Um, you know, I don't know why. It's just who I am. But I hope I'm not weird for that. Maybe by today's standards, maybe that is weird. I don't no, know. there's a lot of other things that make you weird, Bobby. That's yeah. not one of them. We, we won't focus on that one. Um, we won't focus on the other ones right away either. Um, so... Um, I'm 43, born in 1977. You're how old? I am 50, born in 1970. Nice. Um, Bill and I got to know each other because um, when I was 16 months old, my grandparents, who are Bill's biological parents, um, adopted me. They went and took me out of a bad situation, brought me home, and raised me. And so, um, technically, Bill is my uncle, but he's never been an uncle. We've always been brothers. Yeah, we were very close. Grew to the up same together. Age, so yeah. Yeah, and and you know, if he was, if I was going to chase anybody with a baseball bat, he was the one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I if, was going to throw darts at somebody, Bobby was always a moving target. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's sort of, 
uh, sort of where we started, you know, when I was just a, a teeny tiny baby, I guess, or something like that. Um, honestly, I can't say, oh, by the way, there are drinks being drank. Um, I got some spiked coffee and some um, cranberry and vodka. Um, I don't endorse this behavior. So, so is that a warning statement yeah, for I, her later conversations? Yeah, I don't endorse this behavior unless you're a responsible drinker. Bill <laughs> is enjoying a very, very, very nice Guinness um, that's bourbon aged. Um, I enjoy watching his expressions of that first drink. It's very nice. Of, of, of slight bliss. Um, See, I was his first, so he has to loosen me up with drinks. Correct. I plan on loosening. <laughs> I plan on loosening everybody up with drinks. It, it it is a social lubricant, right? Yeah. This is this is not this is not new information. Uh, are you loosening them up or yourself up? Both. There you go. Equally. <laughs> so, um, I know a lot about us as as brothers growing up, but. Maybe what I don't know as much about is pre-Bobby. What was Bill pre-Bobby like? Dude, I told you I was 50 years old. I don't know if I can remember pre-Bobby. I gave you mushroom coffee. (laughs) Yeah, mushroom coffee. uh, No, not psilocybin mushrooms. (laughs) Chaga mushrooms. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Pre-Bobby was not much different than... You know, post Bobby, it was the aspect of, you know, we're family. We're we're gonna be family. Um, yeah, you were an added aspect, and I think there was maybe a wee bit jealousy that kicked in because we were closer to the same age, <clears throat> and me being the the wee one of the family, the youngest, not the wee one of the family, because I actually have outgrown everyone now. Um, six foot four and probably about 320 pounds so you know and i'd like to say all muscle but no what what was that wasn't there a movie with like danny devito and 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 and, twins yeah Yeah. twins that's about that's about what we got going on that's the look yeah i'm you know you're the except bobby is not a danny devito he he is he's rather slender and he's actually a stud. <laughs> a stud. <laughs> I wish. And I have not got paid for that endorsement. No. <laughs> um, Don't let him lie. <laughs> that's it what the drinks me, are it for. It cost no. me a lot of money to get him to say that. <laughs> uh, it was not much different, except that I probably would have said that I was maybe in your role before you came along and... It was just, uh, our family would have been the quintessential family. I mean, we relatively got along until we didn't, but then mom and dad tried to play the mediators in that situation. Um, Probably didn't do everything completely right, but you know what parents do. I mean, it's, kids don't come with a, uh, set of instructions so yeah, i think we can all fucking relate to that right <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i don't i don't think there was much difference um who all was at home when you were growing up i mean obviously probably all of them right yeah so there there's a there's i'm technically the seventh right so that there's 
six brothers and sisters. And it gets complicated because one of those was my mom and, you know, or I say mom, my biological parent. Star. Um, you know, but without getting into that too much, who all was, when you were, you know, you know, pre-Bobby, which was... Pre-Bobby. You know, Sounds like we're talking six, about evolution or six, something. Now. Yeah. Oh, what was it? A, D, and B, C. There's yeah. P, B, and A, B. <laughs> or B, yeah, B, B, before Bobby and after Bobby. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's seven years or so. Right. Between us. So, like, those seven years when you were still the baby, like, Dennis was at home and well, Helen. And, uh, yeah. Um, Star, which you had stated, is your biological mother. Um, the oldest of the clan and, and David, uh, the two matriarch, patriarch aspects of, of the siblings, which would have been from our father's first marriage. Yeah. Um, which that's a deep well that I don't even want to step into now. Um, and then there was D and Dennis, which would have been with my mother's and dad's aspect of a second marriage. Yeah. Those were the first ones. And then there was Helen and there was me. So out of, out of the six, so, yeah. the first two was from dad's first marriage. Right. The, the other four was yeah. from mom and, you know, what we know as mom and dad. And, um, and so that made up the... You know that the clan, the, the clan, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah. So, you know, we went back and forth a bit. I mean, it's a lot of years, so I don't really remember much of it. But um, I remember lawn darts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, 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 throwing horseshoes and that sort of thing. But like, yeah. um, we got along halfway decent. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were brothers. Brothers freaking tussle. That's just facts of life. Right. So, but then did you have those sort of I'm sure you have those sort of things with Dennis and Helen and or well, or was there bigger gaps and you guys or or everybody was more doing their own thing? There was roughly about the same the same age uh mileage that was between me and you would have been the same between uh, me and Dennis and Dennis and David. So there was there was a nice mix of age situation. And to answer your question in that situation would be that, like I said, I sort of was on your role aspect to where <clears throat> I relatively was the baby. So whatever I did was just deemed good and perfect which was not the case um as i look back now but uh no i mean as tussles there 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 never really was with me i was more i was more that person that sat back and watched my older siblings and and tried to learn which probably may have been some of the issues and problems that i have now but yeah there was no one there was no one close enough because I think me and Dennis are like eight years apart, isn't it? I can't. I can't even remember. I just. I don't even remember ages. I try not to think of ages with so, that situation. I have these vague memories of being over in Bunker Hill and 
like there was some some family that we would visit and the Halloween they would take and they would shoot bottle rockets off at the neighbors and stuff. Do you recall that or not? I didn't know if you and Dennis or, you know, huh. some of the troublemaking type stuff that you expect kids to get into if you guys were part of that or not. Wow, I don't know, man. Maybe you were living a whole different, like, separate life, sneaking huh. out at night or something. Um, yeah, I'm sure there probably was, but as as I said, you know... Uh, I remember Dennis picking... I have vague memories of Dennis picking us up in that Mustang, and he had a white Mustang. It was like a 70 or a 72, se- something like it that. It was 71. You, you're talking about the fastback. Yeah, and <clears> screaming <throat> down the driveway, and I think I was in the in the back seat and of course it was probably like vinyl or leather or some shit like that and could not stay in the seat could not like Dennis was driving crazy and and I was sliding all over the place so I know that there's plenty of mischief to go around but oh yeah yeah I don't I I was too young to remember any of that stuff right you probably remember his falcon don't you remember the falcon I mean vaguely okay See now that that would be things that might be a little different between me and you is that there there might be, you know the the seven years of extra memory, uh, situation that would be there if I could remember, um, but yeah not as as you stated I mean there's we were very close in age it was almost I was this aspect here little island by myself and then they had the older siblings and when you came along there was sort of the aspect of a playmate someone that was oh, close no kidding. to my age so you felt isolated from the other kids a little in, bit in a way and, I, and i'm sure you know you could probably go through families that were big like that and and the younger kids you know they always look at the younger kids as being spoiled which that does tend to happen because you know mom and dads do dote on the younger kids a little bit more um, because they're the rough edges are worn down yeah i kind of figured that they're less worked up about things because they've right. been through so much stuff yeah they're not so worried about okay you know go out and sled down this dangerous ass hill and yeah you're probably going to hurt yourself but they they know you know they accept that we're going right. to hurt ourselves and that it's going to be fine right so they're there's that learning curve that they've they've been through. So, with me, uh, I got and I'm and I'm not stating that I didn't get attention. Um, as far as uh, your uh, your biological mom, uh, she was my older sister, but she was sort of a mother figure to me because she was so much older. Oh, no kidding. And then she was the one that watched everybody so she looked after you right so that's ironic when, ladies yes. and gentlemen that's really fucking ironic <laughs> but when her life well you say brother situation so yeah. there's another there's another parallel situation and when she started to have her issues which is another deep well that i won't get into and then disappeared for a while <clears throat> that was sort of you know almost cutting out a piece of uh, a piece of the heart for was, me was her disappearance the the genesis of my appearance later later on yes yeah um her situation and her disappearance was her how do i want to state it her her situation of her first marriage was well now let's 
let me guide this a little bit and you can sort of sort out whether or not my recollections or my assumptions are accurate. She got married young. Yeah, like I was going to say, and, she wanted to... And it wasn't... It was the status quo situation. She... That was what was expected. And it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't too many years after dad's first divorce. How many... It was quite a few years. Was I, it? As far as dates, I always, I always, I'm not real I was always, sure I always just wondered because she got married so young if, it had, if, if she was shattered by you know, her dad and her mom not being divorced or not being, you know, cause that, I know that that's the thing nowadays. I mean, kids get wrecked by divorce. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. I mean, people might say, Oh, kids are durable. Well, fuck that concept. Okay. Kids might be durable. We all live through all sorts of shit. Right. doesn't mean you don't take scars doing it. And so I, I always kind of wondered to myself if stars, the her her mid to late teens had anything to do with any of that sort of nonsense. And, and you probably can't tell because this is is radio, but my uh, my head is like smoking right now trying to think. Um, yeah, my yeah I would have to off. say I, I never really did ask. Um, That's a big question, but it's not an easy question to answer either. Well, I and think. I don't even think it was ever even brought. You know brought to the table i'm sure it was probably probably glossed over in situations of even mom and dad's head because even being a parent now you know i look back at at situations that i know they probably thought about that we never even knew they thought about but i would have to say yeah did pe- i'm did sure people analyze that shit back then i mean did, did- oh yeah yeah, they did, but it was more, it wasn't put out on the table as much. It wasn't talked about so right, freely. Right. I mean, there's nothing that happens nowadays that probably didn't happen back in the 1800s, but the aspect of, of technology and, and the freeness of be your own thing, people talk about things more often, which I think is, it can be a double-edged sword, but... Well, to, yeah, I mean, to not go down a rabbit hole to get back to your question, yeah, I do honestly believe that probably did affect her. But, but like I was saying too, I think that was her status quo is that she, she wanted to get married, and and do right by what she felt would make mom and dad proud. Or, and I'm sure there's a lot of of uh, psychological baggage that fit into that, and and the man that she got married to. Uh, I can't even remember what his last well, name was. The funny, the funny thing is, is that that just still happens today, right? Oh yeah. People, people getting married at a young age, a lot of times, just has to please the family. It, to please the family, and also just, it just seems like it's what you do. You know, you you fall in love at a young age, and there's if you don't have somebody pulling on your reins a little bit, trying to give you that real life wisdom super easy for young people just to jump both feet into the deep end for better or for worse some swim and swim well and some i mean some don't but that's that's life right yeah um and you know her first marriage by the way the guy's last name is bridges Bridges. right yeah so that's where i get my last name um my biological mom's first husband first husband um, 
Yeah, I've I've got his last name. Yeah, first name was Mike. Mike, that's right. Yeah. See, I told he, you, man. He, he Fifty I, years old, it just screws with your memory. He he and I are at least friends on Facebook. Yeah, he's a real <laughs> good guy. Um, <clears throat> Oddly enough, we have very very similar tastes in cars. That's cool. so. Yeah, what are, what are the odds in that? Um, I haven't heard or seen from him, and oh my gosh, dude, he likes all my shit on Facebook. It's, it's like <laughs> years and years. Well, everybody's got to be kind to dumb animals. But, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, I love my brother. With with you know, um, nobody makes fun of the ugly dog. Yeah, you gotta like all of them. No, um, Mike was a real cool guy. I do honestly remember spending a lot of time. When him and Star first got married, spending a, I, I was sort of the surrogate first kid situation, the uh, if you will, the the pacifier situation. Um, but which I had been with a lot of different, you know, I, I guess I was a little test model for different people. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of psychological baggage, Bobby, that went into Star's decisions and and went into her her ultimate, I feel bad decision, but turned out to be a good situation was that you know her her disappearing up to Chicago and getting most likely probably into drugs and and. Uh, other things that we won't mention um, that go along with that, that are the trappings, um, you came out of that. So uh, to me, you know, with that loss, there's a gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thank God for the yin and the yang, right? Yeah. So, and, and I mean, as far as who you are, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very proud of that situation. I My life would be... Yeah, uh, my life would be lessened by you not being around. So Aww. from her mistakes, yeah. <laughs> That's very... Uh, uh, everybody's got a warm heart <laughs> right now. Everybody's saying, oh, that's sure. sweet. And then there's other people saying... I was paid for that, too. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, this no, this that's, is an expensive really podcast, by the way. Yeah. Well, so that goes into um, my prism theory. And so, you know... I've got this idea of why we all do what we do. Um, and I sort of visualize it like a prism. Like we all start off as babies with this perfect sheet of glass. And that perfect sheet of glass, we all see the world perfectly. But then as life comes at us, um, we get a nick in the glass here. We get a nick in the glass there. And over time, that glass then turns the the way that we see the world every bit of light that that we see goes through this glass and creates a prism and there isn't two people's prisms that are the same we all see you know that light passes through our prism just a little bit differently some are similar um some of us you know this scratch or or, or this shape and in, in my glass might be similar to yours, and so we can see a similar point of view. Um, but Star's prism must have been remarkable, and and yeah. you know, I you know I carry feelings about her that are not positive. Um, yeah. But 
I think it was a huge, huge, huge loss to have not actually had that conversation with her, mm. to be able to to have her tell her story because everything. And I also have this philosophy. This is me bloviating. I also have this philosophy that we probably we probably shouldn't answer our own questions. You yeah, know? it could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a question in your mind in regards to somebody else and you're answering it, I believe that a huge percentage of the time you're probably giving the wrong answer. And so I've got all these questions about my childhood. And the thing is, is there's, you know, now that she's passed on, there's no way to get the proper answer. So everything I have to go on is assumptions and secondhand information, which, you know, whatever, it's fine. But, you know, again, her prism has formed my prism and, and, you know, I'm quite happy that things are the way they are because, you know, the, the way things happen with her in regards to me has just made me feel like super strong about being a great dad, you know? And so if that wouldn't have happened, then, you know, well, and as far as Star, I don't think even Star knew who Star was. I, I think Star, I think you emulate uh, emulate some of Star's uh, characteristics. You, you have always been a very searchy type person. You, you want to know what's around that corner. You, you want to, uh, won't necessarily say tempt fate, but you, you like pushing the envelope. Okay. So that was Star in a nutshell. But I I think her avenues may have gotten twisted in the beginning. And then that, as you're talking with the prism, that, sort of that the shape of that prism may have uh, glossed, her, glossed her view of what she was looking at. Alter, <clears throat> alter right. her perception for sure. Which we all could be better people with with a few things pulled out, but then that wouldn't make us who we are. So maybe we wouldn't be where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I am one of those. Uh, I am a firm believer in God, so I am a firm believer in the aspect that nothing happens for happen chance. There, uh, that cutaway of the prism or the the little scar there that makes the light refract a different way um, is something that we're needed or will need in the future um, in our lives. And, and maybe not even to affect us, but maybe to affect someone else. Oh, sure. To further that situation. That's a great fucking philosophy. I really like that because... I sound intelligent. Yeah, well, the thing is... <laughs> Which I'm not. The, Don't be fooled. The thing is, I, I, I love the beauty of timelines mm. and the so we all have this we all have these moments where we look back at something significant that happened to us and we say how did that possibly happen and you think about all the little influences that built up to that moment for that to happen it just seems impossible right. like how in the world did that happen and you know if you if you dig around string theory and and you and you know you yeah. start contemplating the idea of string theory and how that, and, and maybe even the theory of, of, of attraction, you start tinkering with these little ideas that are out there about how, um, timelines and how, how events interact with, um, with, uh, the possibilities, possibilities yeah. achieved, possibilities missed, whatever. Um, I think that's, uh, 
so much fun to think about. Yeah. Um, well, with the aspect of people, uh, you see these movies that, that flirt with the, the influence of, of, of time flux of going back in time or going into the future. There, there's always these paradoxes that they talk about of seeing yourself um, in a different uh, time level or, or you step on a mosquito back in the, the prehistoric time. So, you know, now there are dinosaurs in the world in 2020 or, you know, all of these situations. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's where I get to the point of things happen for a reason. And if they don't, then things get askewed. I'm, I'm not saying that people can't step out of what maybe should have happened that would lead to a perfection because I don't think we'll ever get to a perfection or a utopian aspect um, here on earth. Um, and that's just my beliefs. I'm, I'm one person with an opinion, which is, you know, people have opinions. That's everybody has an asshole too. Uh, it's well, <laughs> but do they? I mean, some people are forced into philosophy bags, right? But that's still an asshole. It Man. still smells like an asshole. Oh. <laughs> it has to be cleaned out. Maybe not the same way. Life is um, <laughs> wow. Sometimes be thankful if you're healthy and your body works like normal. Be thankful assholes amen don't complain (laughs) i'm i try every day not to complain um but yeah like have you seen men in black three oh with uh hensworth Uh, with the guy that played thor and the only reason i know that is because i because two girls at home and i Uh have a wife at home yeah no 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 it's okay for you to say that that he's amazing i have have a and you have a man crush crush. (laughs) no but there's this character griffin uh this character griffin on um men in black three is my favorite character out of all the men in blacks and griffin was um he moved in and out of um time sequence uh, it's it's hard to explain but it's it's hard for me to verbalize. He moved. He's able to see different timelines. So if you're thinking in terms of string theory, so he was phasing in and out of different times. Yeah, and different. He would he would say things like, "Oh, this is the one where this happens." So he was able to see other universes, parallel universes, and know the outcomes. And, you know, he may say, oh, no, this is the one where this happens or this is the one. And so in order for for this to be successful, you know, he would recognize that certain things have to happen, whatever. He was my favorite. Sort of like the butterfly effect aspect. I believe so. Yeah. And and it was really neat to see that woven into a story because I don't know as if I've ever watched a movie where they really weaved it into a story like they they were standing outside of a ballpark or actually they were up in the stands and he was watching as if he had a pair of goggles on a baseball game that was happening in another dimension even though the two men in black characters were looking at him in their dimension he was seeing something else and as soon as they stepped close enough he put his arms around them and then they were able to see what he was seeing Hmm. and he was watching as if he was able to pick it out because it was one of his favorites um this baseball game where a certain 
amazing thing happened during the game that that version of it was great because of the things that happened before and then this end result. So the the whole idea of parallel universes and this one, this happens, and this one, that happens, like this character they wove into that story, and I thought that was so cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, off on a weird tangent off of the whole um, uh, things happen for a reason sort of, you know, where we were headed. But, um, but yeah, I, I totally love that concept. Oh, and, and that would be cool because that, that would take life into an aspect of, like, gameplay. Um, you, you screw up. Okay, let me hit reset and go back to the beginning and try to do it right did you, again. Did you hear, and you may not have because I don't, I don't know how often you listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts a lot. Elon Musk was on, um, he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast twice. And he was recently on the Rogan podcast here maybe a week ago. And he actually talked about that, how, um, because they're, they're doing some technology. Uh, Elon and some of his people are, are working on some technology where you'll be able to interface the brain with digital technology. Whoa. And the idea of being able to upload a consciousness and being able to have a saved state. So if you... If you upload your consciousness, you know, you could have a save state to this date so that if things go sideways, you could always go back to your save state. He didn't he didn't put it in those terms, but basically he was saying, yeah, you could you could have a a, like a reset or or like a computer sets that aspect of (laughs) a return situation. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's all fine and well, but that doesn't bring your body back to that. The thing is, is could you imagine like. There's there's 300 and 330 million people in America now. Could you imagine the possibility of an analog world of of biomass people, and then there's a secondary digital world where all these saved consciousnesses are, and every day the same number of people. Yeah, talking about the possibility of a completely different afterlife, right? How weird. How weird. Well, and it and that's where the aspect of that that's why I believe in God yeah, to let I'm, someone else with a lot more control have control over that aspect yeah, because we're, we would screw it up. We're both Christians, right? So yeah. these these concepts fly in the face of what of we believe in our core. Situation. Right. But Oh, they're they're awesome but, to think but, about. But the 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 evolution of technology seems to be drawing closer to that possibility not that they can do it right not that they can do it but it's drawing closer to the possibility that they can do it which is a concept if we're to 100 years ago people didn't even have these thoughts Right, fifty years ago, maybe somebody had these thoughts. We're talking fifty years ago, then the seventies. Holy shit, the seventies! <laughs> Screw you. Sorry, sorry. I used uh, to think that fifty years was a big number. Shit, I'm gonna yeah. have to rethink my. Yeah, I don't think fifty years is a big number. My my time frames need to shift. Um, but like fifty years, we. I mean, people wouldn't have even. I mean, well, in the seventies, they yeah, would, we're, we're, but those those were the sci-fi movies. 
that we watch. Yeah, those are people who are tripping hard on LSD. We're having those <laughs> yeah, the good shit that was yeah. the whole back yeah. of the '60s, the pure stuff. Um, um yeah. <laughs> but now, now, I mean, Star Trek back in the day, they had these little flip devices, and they yeah. would communicate on to one another, and they would talk to, they would talk to the. Beat me up, Scotty. Yeah, that sort of shit. And, and, and like now we're, we have we're the phone. actually yeah. doing it. So, well, shoot, we're even above that aspect with the phones because you don't even really have the flip phones anymore. No, I mean you have the smartphones yeah. that can interface. People don't even really need a computer anymore. Yeah, you can get everything you want off the smartphone. Spock would be fucked today. <laughs> Spock wouldn't have a chance. This is illogical, Captain. Yeah, I, I can, I, I can match Spock. Spock wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can, and as a Christian, and and I know you say that goes against the core belief situations in that, but I do believe there are, there are layovers and laterals in that situation. Um, God is not this, people want to take God and they want to put him in this box. You, You have all types of religified situations that are out there. Um, I, I myself follow into the aspect of, of Lutheran beliefs, um, started out as a Baptist, even have looked at the aspect with, uh, health issues that I've had of going into the seminary and becoming a pastor. Can you really imagine that? Um, but there are things out there that people have tried to put God in a box and and I don't think he'd be happy about that. Him, no, no, because <laughs> he isn't. Um to create the world, to be to Universe. be a creator yeah. is is just is unfathomable. yeah. Blah, blah. It is is a finite view that our our eyes look at that we cannot even we can't even imagine how how that would go, how you would even set wherever you are, be whatever you are, and create. And oh, hey, that's cool, you know. What? What? What Let's if get cows blue spots or something? What you if know? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some bullshit out of my ass right now, right? Are you ready? <laughs> Go ahead. What if we're accidentally doing that at the CERN right now, at the at the large large hydron collider, right? Mm. Because because they're creating little little micro like small right. black holes and yes. and they're they're doing all this these uh, atomic studies. What if, man? What if they're they're they're? I, I'm a total idiot, right? I hope nobody really intelligent is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but but what if we're spawning little universes? And what if those little universes, fourteen millions, fourteen million years down the road, but had two assholes sitting at a table, <laughs> talking, talking into microphones about to nobody, potentially <laughs> <laughs> to ourselves? Oh, and you wanted to record this. We do this all the time. It's this is just the first time that it's actually been put down somewhere. Yeah. You know what, man? Everybody does this. Oh, yeah. well, the well, everybody used to do this. Right. Everybody does this now after they've had some drinks. And but they don't record man, it. dude, what a fucking loss. What a loss. That, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, there's sometimes and I wouldn't want to hear myself after I drink and talk. So there's everybody knows intimacy as being between a guy and a girl or a guy, you know, someone you love, right? But there use I, I believe that people can have intimate non-sexual relationships. Right. So close relationships. I think that's how you know between two guys brotherhoods are formed. You know, um, I've got a couple friends that if they called me right now, I'd drop whatever I'm doing and go fucking help them if, they, if that's what they needed, right? Brotherhoods, people that you would really put your ass on the line for. That's where the rubber and, hits the pavement. Yeah, and, and I don't think today's society is conducive for that. I don't think that Instagram and Facebook, I don't think those means of communication, um, I don't think that they advance relationships no i think everybody uses technology as a shield you have these people that uh my is it a shield forgive or is it just, me lisa is it but, is it a shield or is it just some bullshit that just sort of evolved and this is what it is i, I think it's a shield i, I think people okay. people because you can see these people uh okay so we'll do a non-name situation instead of name my wife situation um <laughs> Duh. Sorry, Lisa. Uh-huh. We're not trying to call you out. Is the situation that we love you more? You have than these you people know. that, yeah, you have these people that look at the comments, so they'll watch something. Uh, no, no, no. You're fine. Go ahead. I, I was trying to get technical. Technical aspects. ask uh, advice from yes. the audio engineer, and uh, um, you have. These people that will look at the comments on something that they watch just because they like the drama. And then you have these people that are sitting oh, back that's disgusting. on the other side of the computer that feel like their courage is because no one's ever going to see their face and they're not doing it face Anonymity. to face. Anonymity, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do honestly believe Internet there tough is guy. a level of security people get from doing things over the internet whereas when we grew up it was face to face you know if you said something to somebody you were calling them out so you better make sure that you have the ass to back what's coming out your mouth yeah at 150 pounds i'm much braver on the internet (laughs) (laughs) but but i also know i'm completely aware of what you're talking about and i and i don't want to be that dude so You know, um, I personally can be triggered, but I try not to be, you know, as far as, you know, interfacing with people on the internet, I I try not to be triggered because I don't want to be that guy. I don't think I want to post anything online that if my son were to read it, I'd be embarrassed. That's kind of my barometer. Like if Ian or Sydney were to read something I put on there, would I be embarrassed by it? And generally speaking, if I just got triggered by somebody... Ian has no problem calling me out. <laughs> no problem whatsoever calling me out um, on on anything on anything. Yeah. He and yeah, he keeps me a bit more honest than maybe I want to be. And sometimes you want to live in your delusions, and he doesn't let me. It's like being able to reset your consciousness and go back to a different. <laughs> I'm kidding, Elon. Oh. Elon. Please work on this. <laughs> there are some of us who are massively flawed and we need mulligans. Now, you, you would actually, uh, there is, like I was saying, those situations were thought of. There was a, I, I'm wanting to say it was either a 
uh, Twilight Zone or what was the other one? Um, not the Dark Side. Tales uh, from the Crypt. No, it was one of those that was like the Twilight Zone, but it was. I can't remember the damn name of this stupid show. I'm only 43. I don't know. Oh, dude, you know because you watched it. There's been remakes of the thing. They they actually have new ones. Uh, but on the Twilight Zone, they had this older guy that was a very wealthy person. By the way, if you're younger and you don't know what Twilight Zone is, don't know what to tell you. Fucking Google it. Oh, they know what Twilight Go ahead. Zone is. Kids are getting back into Dude, the older stuff, man. I guarantee it's retro. I guarantee Ian doesn't know what it is. Retro is power. I'll bet you. I'll bet you, you would be very surprised by what your kid knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But we won't get into that. But he took and and moved his consciousness, paid for this big buff guy to come, and he was an old frail guy that was about ready to die was going to give this guy so much money this guy thought he was going to you know hey this is awesome i get to be a rich very powerful person and he moved his consciousness into this guy's body no kidding so the guy actually sort of lost out cuz then he had the weak you know frail body that he thought he was going to have the body to enjoy the money and yeah so Careful there is the for. situation of that that little niche there that people were thinking about that crap. Yeah, no know, kidding. Back then. That was 1960s. <laughs> no, man. You, you, oh. What? See what little brothers are to have to deal with. Dude, I'm 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 43. There's this um this girl Crystal who hangs out in our in the one of the social groups I hang out with here. She's the only she's the only person who's shorter than me. Okay, in the, in our social group, so you know, I I gotta give Crystal some shit. Okay, you're a little older than me. Um, my I got a friend Cajun. Okay, I kind of you know, there's low hanging fruit that I get to joke about. Okay, so give me give me the give me. The, That's even a joke in itself. Low hanging fruit, man. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's the only shit I can reach. It's the only stuff I can reach. Um, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Is the situation of, uh, you know, our brothers. My oldest brother it was going bald like my father, but my middle brother has always had like this Wolfman Jack hair. And Bobby Until himself now. has always had a pretty good set of hair. And now huh? what? situations are starting to my, my fucking hair has been running away from me for the past like four or five years. To the same situation as their 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 older and younger brother. So so let's timestamp this a little bit. It's May twenty first. It's a Thursday, and uh, we're in the midst of uh, COVID twenty twenty. The Rona. The Rona. And so in, in light of the fact that the Rona was going on, I couldn't get a haircut. So I invited my, my then 17-year-old son, I think he was 17 still then, to give me a Britney 07, which basically means we, <laughs> we, 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 set the Clippers to, we set the Clippers to three, and I let him go and, um, and cut off all my hair. Um, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still I'm coming back from that. Um, not as strong as I wish I were. Well, 
I guess I feel privileged then because in the state of the Rona situation, and I don't have much hair to play with anyway, but I do try to keep it at a good length where it, it looks presentable, more business type than what it used to be, like the, uh, oh, what do they call those? The party in the back. and The mullet. The mullet situation, but more the hard rock aspect, which that's dead and gone with my hair anyway. But it's, I got a haircut, so I actually feel privileged. People, the hard rock thing is very, very, very apt for Bill because he's in a band. Um, you can yeah. you can tell by this dude's voice. It's okay. I'm 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 high pitched, right? <laughs> There's no avoiding it. It's there, right? It's <laughs> like my height. I can't lie about it. It's there. So I'm high pitched. Bill has this deep silky fucking super sexy voice he probably got his way through many a woman based on his voice oh yeah right and until she seen my face and then she ran <laughs> uh, yeah you gotta have a starting point somewhere you gotta get in the door and there you go. and yeah definitely um bill's in a band and he yeah. sings and he plays some guitar well in the band i'm relatively on the aspect of singing uh, my guitar skills are my own. I'm more of a, uh, I do my own thing when it comes to guitar. I'm more about the sound and it's an acoustic guitar situation. So this is a more rhythm than lead. Yeah. If, if there would be any, any guitar situation, it would be more of a rhythm situation. Um, are you saying you got good rhythm? I've got rhythm like a black man. <laughs> and sorry for that if that's not PC. Um, hey. I do have black friends that probably would not be offended by that. Um, I'm no. offended because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is a heavy metal band, which if if any of you out there in, in uh, podcast land know the aspect of the era that I grew up in the 80s, um, in the 90s, most of these hard rock or the 80s hair bands, um, the lead singers sounded more like girls than they did like guys. But um, even though I do have the bass voice, I can hit some of those no notes. No I can kidding. Some notes um, can somewhat become, I guess the beer is affecting my vocal. Uh, but I can hit some of those notes. I can become a tenor. There are some songs that uh, my voice will lend to be a tenor. Um, it's just uh, the notations of the aspect, and they all sound more intelligent with with uh, music, which I know very little about. You uh, could, you could say whatever you wanted to about music theory, and you'll sound like a genius to me because I know <laughs> next to nothing. Yeah, he's he's lying. He he plays guitar. I said I know next to nothing, which is accurate. Next to nothing. Uh, I don't know nothing. I know some things. I know next to nothing. The thing that's next to nothing, that's what I know. He knows more than next to nothing. Or or let's put it this way, just as I said before, he which he probably inherited from his mother, he he will if if he has time for all of the avenues and the irons that he has in the fire to research the situation, he will try to better that aspect that's always something that i've always looked at with my little brother that he has did when he gets his teeth into something he tries to 
he's 110%. And if you could be more than 110%, that's, that's where he is until he hits a wall. And then he has another little Avenue that he wants to go down. I, you know, that is absolutely fucking completely high praise to me. I really, it's at my core not to suck. You know what I mean? And then why the hell do you? No, I mean, <laughs> you know what? If that's what she asked for, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I knew you were. Who am I to say way. no? <laughs> no, I really, I don't like to do anything I'm not good at, and which means I, there's a lot of things I stay out of. Um, I don't, I don't dance. Part of me, part of me, really thought that maybe it'd be a good idea to. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I'm single. And part of me thought it might be a good idea to to date somebody in, of significant ethnicity. Somebody, maybe somebody Hispanic or maybe a, a black woman or somebody like that who can teach me how to dance. Give him some rhythm. Give me some <laughs> rhythm for fuck's sake. I'm I'm struggling here. Um, but no, I really I I don't like to do things that I'm not good at, and so it does keep me out of things that I'm that I'm not good at. But if I'm going to do something, I kind of want to not look like an idiot, I think is what it boils down to. But sometimes and, looking like an idiot is it what, it's what gives that, uh, uh, takes away that perfect sheen that, yeah. that makes you unique. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I talk about trying to kill the ego. And if I were properly killing the ego, I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? But it's, I guess it's, a, I guess it's, part of the journey well, I, damn i guess i kill the ego all the time oh <laughs> because i have no ego i i, I wish i was 50 that dude old, 50 year old father so uh i wish i gave less fucks yeah i do uh but i mean we are who we are i am shifting my consciousness towards giving less fucks not in a disrespectful like i don't care way but in that the fucks i did give don't necessarily define me I'm, that's really what I want to get to. I want to get to where the fucks I did give, I let those define me too much. I don't care. Like being able to sing in public. I don't think I've got a good singing voice. I would love to be able to sing off, out of, out of tune, the wrong lyrics, and still have fun. <laughs> do you follow me? That's everybody with me? karaoke, yeah. man. <laughs> that is, but I'd like to do it sober. There you go. Um, which means it's like legit. Hey, you should come out with, dude. How many times did we go together and sing? That there was at least uh, I know at least two or three times that you were around me when I was doing karaoke, and you'd see me get up there and sound like I don't think you've seen me somebody ever. Somebody that no, that's what I was saying. Then I'd say, hey, you know, come on. Oh no, no, I can't sing. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. It's it's not about. Ooh, <clears throat> it's not about the aspect of. Whether you sound good, it's about having fun. Yeah, I know. It's, it's about... I know. Then maybe you hit something, some note that you're like... You know, um, that's Great. where Dennis and David were like when they went out to the uh, Haven with me that one time and, and heard me singing Elvis and heard me singing Poison. And they were like, holy fudge, he does have a voice. There was a whole different level of respect. Yeah, you they, know how our, they appreciated you differently, yes, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of wondered. I haven't heard from Dennis in years. Um, okay, so this is maybe an area where I should, probably shouldn't go on the podcast, but you know, <laughs> this is about you know. He probably doesn't listen to podcasts anyway. You no, know, so he, he doesn't. But good. then again, I, I would probably tell him this anyway. Yeah. 
I haven't heard from my from Bill's older brother, so my older uncle, whom I still consider a brother, I haven't heard from him in years. And I think that I'm doing, I'm surviving life pretty well. And Dennis has had some tough times, and I worry about whether or not Dennis isn't reaching out to me because I'm surviving life pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And and he's, you know, Dennis has always had a huge, eco has been a big deal for him. And I love Dennis for who he is. I don't care who he is. I don't care if he's got a huge ego, small ego. Whoever Dennis is, I'm ready to meet him wherever he's standing. Um, but I'm, I'm bummed out by the fact that I haven't heard from him for a long time. And I, I worry about why that might be. I, I am listening to you, but I'm over here sniffing my beer bottle. It's a fucking amazing a beer, beer, isn't it? Yeah, and it's went down way too fudgy. Do you know easy. how hard that was to find? I mean, I I looked, I I I messaged Guinness on Facebook. Um, I yeah, looked I store from store to store to store. So I like to I like to drink bourbon aged beers. Um, if I'm gonna drink a beer for the flavor and for um, the real substance of it, I'm gonna go bourbon aged. If I'm just getting drunk, I'm gonna have whatever. Mm. Um, but um, Guinness made a bourbon aged back. I don't know how long ago, year, year and a half, two years ago. I don't know. And, um, and I saw it on social media and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And I was walking through like a total wine or someplace like that. One of those big, you know, big alcohol stores. And I looked at the, I was walking through, not expecting to see that. I was just looking to see what might be on the shelf. And I looked down at the bottom shelf, sort of, sort of very, uh, in a weird spot and I saw the branding colors because they use billet they use billet bourbon barrels to age their beer and I saw that that billet colors because they use the same branding colors as billet bourbon like what billet would use on their bottles on the Guinness bottle uh, so and I saw that and it jumped out at me. I was like, holy shit, there like it is. The Indiana Jones situation. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, I even I even Jones took scene. I even took a, a weighted bag of sand and, and slid it in place of the of the four pack when I bought it. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't I didn't want the, the traps to fall and, and to kill me. Nice take of the and, situation and there. That was pretty can cool. can you imagine how weird people would have been looking at me if I would have been running through the aisle as if I yeah, was Indiana with, Jones. With your hat on and, and your whip, and you. I would have done it though. With, with a little, uh, the the little boy that he had. With, <laughs> that could have All been right. Ian's part that he could have played. <laughs> he would have played it well, Mr. too. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I just found it fucking out of the blue, and and I'm so fortunate too because it's not it's super difficult to find and but it's such a fucking pleasant beer isn't it oh it's nice it goes down really smooth. um in case you're not familiar um everybody knows who guinness is most people probably know who billet bourbon is guinness took um some of their ale and they aged it in billet bourbon barrels and it took their ale from being about a five, five and a half percent alcohol. I think that one's probably what, 10, 10 or 11 yeah. percent alcohol. It's pretty strong, but it infuses the ale with that, that bourbon flavor. And normally ales are sort of not super dark. This is a pretty dark beer. Yeah. I mean, when you pour it, it looks like a Guinness. Um, and it's, it's got, well, if you're into it, you'll like it. If you're not, you won't. So 
Yeah, it almost looks like a, except for the amber color, it has a, a Coke look. Yeah, um, and the fact that it retains some of the amber color, like a Guinness with any sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, Guinness Blonde is nice and amber, but um, anyway, yeah, that's a great beer. So we're back. Um, clearly, we needed to take a break because I think both of our eyeballs were floating. <laughs> and um, I'm not having any accidents at 43, but there's always a threat. <laughs> you don't need yet. Not yet. Although, um, a friend and I, uh, we both have Teslas, and one of the things that they don't tell you when you buy a Tesla, if, you, if you're driving somewhere far, you're not stopping at gas stations. You're stopping at chargers. And you know what they don't have at chargers? Bathrooms. Bathrooms. <laughs> Sometimes they're close enough to restaurants and places like that, but you know, like, I always kind of felt weird about going into a restaurant. Hey, I'm not... Hi. I'm not here to actually be a patron. I just need to use your bathroom. Feels like a sort of a dick move. I'm waiting um, for my Tesla to charge. Yeah, I'm waiting for my <laughs> Tesla to charge. I'm very sophisticated, but I need to use your bathroom sounded, because I drink a bunch of water. so bougie, man. Right? There's, there's a certain level of bougie to those fucking cars. As much as you want to try to resist it, it's there. Um, but we're talking about... We were talking about um, my relationship or lack thereof to my biological, who is Star Gray. Um, and there is um, sort of a defining thing about somebody like me, and this is a big part of my prism that maybe people will get, maybe people won't. If you grew up with a similar scenario to me, you'll totally fucking get it, I guarantee it is that when you grow up not knowing who your biological dad is, that is an absence that no matter how great the person is who steps into that space, that's an absence that can't be filled. And I was raised by a phenomenal man. You know, I, I attribute everything that's good about me to him. Well, not everything. I mean, I, you know, I have my religion and I have my kids who I aspire to be good for and all that sort of stuff. But at the core, dad is it, right? He's the seed. Um, but um, there's a certain something that I don't think people get to. Uh, if you've grown up knowing who your parents are, who brought you to this earth and who held you cared for you, loved you. If you have those things, um, and I'm not trying to throw a stone, say, you you can't understand me. What I'm saying is is that um, not knowing who your biological is is such an incredible chip in the prism that is really indescribable and um i'm thankful for it actually uh i think it's shaped who you are yeah i mean it's it's driven me to be a certain type of person i mean but that's what our prisms do right so being five foot five means that people underestimate me i try harder i show them that they're doing the wrong thing by underestimating um being um a young parent, Sydney 
you know, Sydney was a baby when I was 20. Um, being a young parent, people underestimate. Well, screw you. I can still be a great parent. I don't have to be 30 years old to do it or 40 years old and with a huge bank account. I can be a great parent at any age. That's what I did. And now being, you know, single and divorced and 43 doesn't mean I can't still be a great version of who I was before. Um, Always different, always evolving, but um, uh, just another... Just another carving into that glass. Yeah, the story doesn't change, just a chapter. Yeah, and um, everything is as it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. There aren't any mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. The universe doesn't make mistakes. Actually, the universe doesn't give a shit about what we think, <laughs> right? Um, black I don't holes. Think God does something. Yeah. Either black really. holes are going to exist. <laughs> um, a solar flare will will pop up at any time, regardless of whether or not we're in a good mood or a bad mood. Um, and so, um, yeah, nothing nothing's happening on accident. Just life happens, nature happens. Um, and so, you know, how we react, I think, to positive things in our life is important. Just like I. You know, things that happen in our life that are not positive, I think, are super, super important. Oh, I think that's even more sometimes paramount is is how we react to the negative. Um, Positive, it's it's so easy. Yeah, Yeah, to, hey, yeah, yay, I'm happy. Dance around. Something negative happened, it's really freaking hard to dance around. (laughs) It's defining, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you look around and... um, some of the people that I've been around that I respect um, the most are people that I've seen who've suffered and who have managed to find the will and the power to come through. I, think I mean, well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I mean, the, okay, so I like to run. Um, there are people I pull inspirations from, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my daughter, Sydney Bridges. Mm. When she was in eighth grade, I watched her with my own two eyes trying to qualify for state. And she ran the 800, um, the 800 meter, which is basically, um, I want to say, two laps. Because it's half, half of a 1600, 1600 is a mile. Yeah. So she ran two laps and um, she was given everything she had. And she was in probably the last 50 meters and she passed the fuck out. She fell to the ground, knees first, then flat to the ground, passed out cold because she was given everything she had and she didn't have anything left. And um, there's times when I'm out on my run and I'm having a struggle and I'm breathing hard, my muscles hurt. And I think about that moment when I saw her fall down. You know what she did? She got the fuck back up and she finished the race. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she missed qualifying. Even in spite of passing out, she missed qualifying by two tenths of a second. <laughs> She's a beast. So if she can pass out, get up and finish the race, then I'm gonna finish my fucking four miles. Um, but then there's there's also people that I pull inspiration from, and present company included, is that you know you've had your challenges in life, mm. and many you know you are now 
um, an inspirational father. I mean, your kids well, love you. Thank to, you. There's, there, well, the thing <laughs> I is, don't see it. There's, I don't think there's any question that your kids love you to the end of the earth, right? Oh, yeah. yeah at, until at, they want to stab me like the Menendez brothers. But He's, yeah. he's, being, <laughs> he's being funny. His daughters love him like nothing. Um, and uh, you know what? In the end, if you raise kids who, who love you at their whole heart and that's, you're a good person, they're a good person, I mean, you've checked the most important boxes. Yeah. And you have a, a wife that loves you to the end of the earth. I mean, and but there was a time when you faced real challenges and yet you didn't let those times define you. Clearly, they didn't define you. Right. That's not where you're at now. That isn't even... Maybe it's part of your prism, of course. Maybe it's part of your story, but definitely... Are you talking about six and a half years in the penitentiary? That, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Those... What you went through actually had a huge influence on me, you know, staying the course. That's where I got the deep voice, because with a girly voice, you don't want to be in the penitentiary. <laughs> you had... There's some Darwinism there, right? <laughs> oh, most definitely. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, to 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 offer some some praise and some thanks, I really appreciate. Well, I mean, I hold that in high regard. I mean, we, we talk about brothers and all that sort of stuff, and it is important to recognize when um, we appreciate family, mm. and to say that the younger brother is looking up to the older brother is absolutely the case in 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 this in this opportunity. I, I very much look up to and appreciate what you do as a person um, with your faith, with being a husband, with being a father, with just being generally a good person. I super appreciate it. And I really, really like um, you talked about, you know, me coming into your life, made your life better way back then and, and now or whatnot. Um, it's, it's very much true for me as well. Mm. And and I I I am honored to be held in that regard. Um, yeah, I, I guess and I guess that's something I picked up from my mom and dad is that life wasn't generally easy with six kids, um, and you learned to deal with what you had and make the best of it. Um, <clears throat> just here, like three years ago, I. I've worked uh, manual labor most of my life. I, I, I say that I'm not uh, an intelligent person, but I, I feel like I could probably, you know, go ten rounds with someone. I, I have, I have an education um, and a very logical uh, look at life, but I just have chose since I'm a bigger guy to be a physical person. Um, and about three years ago, uh, I had came in, sat at the table, was singing on some app with my daughter, um, and I started to have uh, pains that uh, would mimic a gallbladder, which that's sort of what I thought it was, but end up, long story short, went to the ER, um, they did some scans and found out that it was an aortic dissection. 
that with most people, I was probably in the one percentile that didn't have to have operation and survived. Um, I should super been, dangerous. Yeah, I should have been dangerous. dirt napping. Yeah, I mean, it, so if you don't Google aortic dissection, the the, the, the aorta <laughs> is the major vessel that goes into yeah. the top of the heart. Yeah, it feeds everything else. And a dissection means that there's basically a tear yeah. and and you bleed out, right? Yeah. And, and so if you do have that dissection, it is, you're super fucking lucky to A, survive, and yeah. B, to not have to have surgery is amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was a wake up call for me. Um, and it was one of those situations that, okay, so do I let this define and stop who I am and not be a physical person anymore? I still, um, as I said, I'm getting older and I do have to sort of watch, um, heart rate and, and blood pressure situations and, and not stress the body so much with the aortic, but I still, I still try to get up um, in the mornings, work out, um, and and I'm still physical as in that aspect of I'm a husband and a father. You just you can't stop the situation. Um, job wise, it has changed the venue in, in which I look at in that situation. Um, so as of now, I'm I'm a bit of a uh, unemployed. Uh, um, I I guess I'm taking a sabbatical, <laughs> if you will, to try to figure out where I need to be. Um, but yeah, I unemployed by choice. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it that, can't that's be a, all the difference. Yeah, and that's that's where the seminary came into play too, is because um, it's not a physical aspect. Now there is a lot of mental um, sure. situations that go to that. Um, but with the voice and, and with, uh, I do have a very caring, genuine spirit that I feel, and I can get irate sometimes too. Um, I feel all that would probably go into, to feed that dynamic, um, and not to throw a stone at a pastor situation because it takes, it takes a great man to be a shepherd of a flock um, because there are no guidelines with that situation either. You, they, everybody has individual prisms that they look through. So then everybody looks at religion in different ways, even though they may be in a same uh, church um, with fellow believers. So you're dealing with all types well, of the, people. The, the thing is, is I believe that every, most people have something to add. Okay, people's life experiences are diverse enough that most people have something to add. But I have a really hard time following, really believing in my core that this person is coming from a place of wisdom if they've not actually lived life. And living life is not necessarily cruising through grade school, high school, middle of the road to good grades, going on to college, well, going to, college you know, and, yeah. Uh, however you go, if, 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 if life is easy, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, but don't ask me to follow you because you can't begin to understand what it is to suffer. And people who have suffered, I'm sorry, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being presumptuous 
maybe I'm being narrow-minded. Stereotyping. Stereotyping, but I, I, I think that people who have suffered, people who have lived good decisions and bad decisions, who have lived hardship, have a certain wisdom that's unattainable otherwise. Mm. And that I can relate to. So if you're telling me that I need to do X, Y, and Z, and you've been there, then you have some context for me to understand and for me to to give you some credibility and and to listen to what you have to say. If you've not been there, dude, do not ask me. Do not tell me what you think your wisdom is. It just doesn't doesn't hold water for me. I'll definitely second that motion. I, I believe... You know, people want to look at wisdom and knowledge as the same same variance. Oh my God, they're not. No, I, I think knowledge is one of those things that everybody can ex, uh, aspire to to have you, more knowledge to, yeah. to learn things. But you can wisdom read a book. is that influence of how that knowledge is used in world. Yeah, how it comes to effect. Yeah, um, I I can know knowledge. Yeah. You can feel wisdom. Yeah. You know, that comes from a deeper place. That comes from, you know, not just not just knowing what the wind speed is, but also knowing what the humidity is. Yeah. And, and, and knowing what, the, knowing what the, the weather patterns are going to be for the next few weeks. And how that's it's, going to affect different things. Yeah, you know, knowing There's the, the situation of... Uh, the greater the context. The farmer's almanac would be a, a perfect aspect of... So you take, you have all this knowledge of just what you were talking about, but then you have the farmer's almanac that says, okay, so we have this, we have this, so we can prescribe the situation that this may be what it's going to be. Because for year after year, they wrote this down and forecast a case study. Yeah, forecast from from history, sure. Yeah, wisdom versus knowledge, sure. Yeah, so yeah, I you know, with with seminary and and the potential of you you know being a a, a a leader of a flock i think you have some really really valid places to speak from it would be a rocking flock <laughs> well i mean yeah i'm sure i mean it might only be three chords but hey <laughs> Hey, that's what most songs are <laughs> right i know that was that was that was a dig to most rock and roll um, but yeah, maybe that's what you should call your flock. The three chord flock, the three, four. three chords, <laughs> three, three, flock. three chords, church, three chord church. I man. just coined it. That's your well, church. There you go. There, there's chords. a, there's a, uh, Christian song. That's, uh, that God built his, our Jesus built his church off of three old rusty nails and a rugged cross. So I guess three chords would not be so bad. Maybe. I, I don't want to fill the, the rugged cross, but we could, I have a rugged guitar, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that would be the. Maybe maybe three chords has a very okay. Fibonacci sort of balance to it. There you go. You know, yeah. I, you know, I've always felt like three is my lucky number. Maybe there's a reason. Well, there's a situation of uh, evenness and unevenness, so yeah. Art cannot, you don't want to uniform art. Sometimes people don't don't get that, that art can't sometimes be uniform because then it's, is it art or is it, you know, I, I guess that would be perspective and there goes another rabbit hole. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, art, art. So art, I'm, 
I've, I'm sitting in front of a painting that a buddy of mine painted, um, Adam Hensky, shout out, Burn 353, baby. Um, I hope he hears this because I'm such a huge fucking fan of his art. I love it. It's got, anyway, yeah, art is such a huge issue. It's such a huge deal in my life. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it, art wouldn't be art if you put it in the box. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you true. know, creativity doesn't, creativity doesn't happen inside the box, does it? No. It happens on the fringes and outside of the box and, 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 and completely different places where people never expected it. Now, now to, to change gears on that situation is that to think of our, our upbringing, and, and I won't call it like hillbilly or our backcountry situation, but it was... We, uh, the kids call it country nowadays. Country. Country. Um, <laughs> we, and, and even even uh, most of our siblings, have gotten to the situation where they appreciate uh, a lot of the finer things in life uh, with music, um, with art, with the situation of, of what we drink or what we eat. Um, I would consider myself a bit of a foodie. I would consider you a foodie. Oh my God. Um, thank you. I would even consider D a bit of a foodie, uh, with oldest sister. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are those, there are those finite situations that where we came from of just dealing with what we dealt with, um, and being happy with it is that we learned to build off that and those unique flavors have have made us to where we are more appreciative appreciative sure. I guess would be and then more maybe sensitive to the 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 taste in things to the mm, this is good but what if we add this to it? It might be better. So, um, I have something to add to that in that um, my existence has been that of a very meager one for a large part of my life. And then I have had some opportunities to appreciate like some of the really quite finer things in life um, around people who have spent most of their life appreciating the finer things in life. Um, I think what our upbringing does add is a simplicity. Mm. And as I've gotten older, my mean, you know, when my means have gotten greater, um, my life has become more complicated and the, the flavors are not quite as pure, Mm. not quite as simple. Um, and you know, like the, some of the great chefs, like, you know, Gordon Ramsay and all those guys, they, they want, well, I say great chefs. That shows how limited my knowledge is. It's just what I'd see on TV, right? I've never actually had any of his food. Um, but they talk about great ingredients, simply seasoned, mm. taste what's there. And not, what, you know, yeah. and I've been to restaurants where the ingredients were great, the seasonings were simple, and they're excellently executed. And those meals are phenomenal. Yeah. I've also been to other restaurants where similar ingredients and they take and they put a sauce on it or they take and they put, they over season it or they just, you just add a certain, they try to add their, 
you know, an over accentuation of their personality onto the Confuse food. And the it's taste like, buds. it's yeah. like, come on guys, just, mm. can I, can I just have the steak? You know, can I just have the scallop? Can I just have this or that? And you know, just let me enjoy that. Yeah. And our upbringing is, offers a certain simplicity that I very much, you know, I appreciate a lot. You know what I mean? Um, whereas as we get older and, and, it's I think it's human nature to to complicate it mm. and and to and try to to add layers and and you know I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's helpful if you you know if you don't appreciate the basics first yeah you know I definitely well, think well, our definitely. upbringing definitely has that to offer <clears throat> you know and um right now I'm at a point in my in my personal life where uh, I've had some of that, you know, very poor, sort of sorted myself out a little bit, and I'm I'm not wealthy, but I I don't think I'm poor anymore, um, and I plan on getting rid of everything that I don't need, <laughs> every fucking thing that I don't need, um, and and my existence will probably look a lot closer to a poor person's existence than a wealthy person's existence. Yeah, but isn't that all in perspective? I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I, me and Lisa have, have went through good times and bad times financially, but uh, now we're in even just with one of us bringing in an income, we're doing rather well. Uh, shout out to my wife. Um, Lisa, you're the best. Uh, man, she's like golden, dude. Um, pony boy, stay golden. And probably people don't get that 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 terminology. I hope they do. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, awesome. Um, the the situation with that is, I think that's perspective because even in those down times, I felt of my man. I felt I felt of myself as getting a phone call. Uh, I felt of myself as a rich man because of the people and the company that I kept and and the the influence of life that was around me, not because of the monetary value of the things that I owned. Um, like I said, right now we're doing very well. I could go out and, and get whatever I want, but I am one of those people that, you know, I, I guess I may have some lasting aspects into a Jewish situation that I am very much a skin flint. I don't spend as much. What? <laughs> Racist. Oh, no, no. I Hey, you know, Jesus was a Jew, so I, I, I hold the Jewish people in a high regard. But, um, and that was just to add humor situation, <laughs> the Jewish situation. Uh, I hang on to money, too. It's okay. <laughs> Well, it, and it is. I mean, and I think that stems to our Being poor. upbringing, yeah. is to where you learn to okay. So this is the, and especially with like what I was saying, where what I was working with was sort of the feast and famine situation with landscaping. Oh, it was awesome and good at times. Other times, you Not weren't so doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I get what you're talking about, and I did, you know, back then I was happily married. My kids were amazing. I thought they were amazing. They thought I was amazing. Um, when, Aunt, when the electric company was 
gonna turn off my electricity and the bank was there to take my vehicle i just felt fucking i just felt fucking poor (laughs) i just felt poor basically i just felt poor and um hey there are candles yeah and we used them yeah we used them um there's a great story about how you know in the origin stories in my early days that i'll tell one of these days about um not even having refrigeration in my house i love it i love it it, it it definitely puts life in perspective. Um, but yeah, I just I just felt poor, and thankfully, I mean that allows me to appreciate when things are not so difficult. Um, because with that, I I have no idea. It basically creates the the parameters or the the baselines for perspective. And you know, having a basic upbringing, you know, from a a country standpoint or, or, you know, working class standpoint, I think it's suited us well in that when times are good, we get to feel that they're good. And when times are bad, we also know it's going to be okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and for those people that have had that way of life, I mean, cause I had friends that were that way that their mom, mom and dad had money, their grandma and grandpa's had money. So they came from money. Um, I think you get sort of lackadaisical in life and, and you expect um, life to be a certain way. And sometimes when you hit the skids or come into a poor part of your life, <clears throat> you, you don't know how to, it's a shock to, the how system. to react. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like with steel. If, uh, if steel is not tempered, you know, in the fire, it'll break on the first hit. If if it's tempered in the fire, it's it's a strong thing. You know, I, I guess therein is the uh, the uh, if you want to say the simplistic aspect of it. I, I feel like we, or as you were talking about listening to someone, if if they've been tempered in that fire of life, sure, then it 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 makes them stronger in in your perspective of that aspect of of when they swing you're more able to listen or your your general aspect is to follow those people instead of that one that when they swing it breaks off yeah i tell you what man i can definitely follow a general who's won some battles <laughs> versus a general who just read about some battles and and thinks he knows how to conquer the opposition. I'll definitely take the guy who is whoops mass many a times <laughs> oh, yeah. and says, "Yeah, this is how we're going to do this." Yeah, there's definitely something to wisdom versus um, you know, thinking you know something. And that's it's a huge issue with um with um well, all of us, right, when we were younger. Oh, most definitely. We think we got shit figured out, and then oh, we figure yeah. out that we don't. And even, even at our age. I think we own the world. And, and in, in another 10 or 15 years, we're going to think we're dumbasses. <laughs> right? Um, and on, on that note, um, you know, bringing it uh, full circle, you know, the whole dumbass point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is two dumbasses sitting here talking. Yeah, right? Um, uh, if you, there's anybody actually listening to this, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> but that makes you a dumbass too. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the podcast should be called Dumbasses. <laughs> dumbasses all around. Um the visit is is an idea of being able to do something that we used to do all the time. And it's just to 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 link up, understand one another. Um, exchange some stories, exchange some laughs, and and get a, gain a greater understanding for one another because it's important. And uh, this is the inaugural podcast, so hopefully this is as bad as it ever gets, right? Hopefully all of them that happen after this will be better. Um, thank you, Bill, for oh, for being the guinea pig. Thank thank you for thank you for making me your first. <laughs> <laughs> Stop um, it! Yeah, um, I, I, I'm honored by that situation too. Uh, to whomever's out there listening, uh, and yeah, I think the visit situation um, that is a very interesting uh, niche to put that situation in because I think there will be those people, younger and older, that will. Um, gravitate towards that because that's what life used to be based around yeah and, and and a lot of podcasts are this i mean a lot of them the the one i listen to the most is probably the most popular the joe rogan okay. experience is just a couple of people getting to know one another and but i've been saying this for years is that everybody has a story yeah. every single person has a story and i think uh, it's a real tragedy in life is if somebody goes through life and they don't get to tell their story. If someone passes and um, their story went untold, that's a legend that nobody ever gets mm. privy to. Yeah. And the tree falls in the forest. Oh, man. No one's around here. Nobody hear. hears <sighs> it. You know, it, that, that sort of thing is exactly why I think this is not a bad idea. And I don't necessarily... I'm not always going to gravitate to having people on here that are of any sort of notoriety, anybody particularly special to me. I like the idea of being able to just potentially just pick a random person that I don't know anything about. Hopefully they're not like, you know, crazy or thieves or anything like that. You know, carry nine inch, yeah, carry nine inch knives in their, in their satchel. Um, but you know, but theoretically, I believe it. most people are good. Most people got stories. Most people, some people have some phenomenal stories and they yeah. just aren't uh, people who bloviate or people who feel like they need to tell. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I hope to bring to anybody who does take the time to, to listen to this. And if you don't listen... I don't give a shit because I'm getting something out of it. So um, on that note, thank you again. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. Awesome. And um, me too. yeah. Thanks everybody. Much love to the fam. Bye. Later. <laughs>